This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with an expert in cannabis for pets. I'll tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today... I have a doozy for you. We're talking about cannabis, magic mushrooms, oh my, and all of course about pets. But today I'm talking to a pet parent. She's a holistic health expert and educator. She's a professional groomer, a researcher, and a serial entrepreneur. She's a pet cannabis and mushroom expert, hence the topic at hand. She's an adventure seeker, a self-proclaimed pothead. She's partner to Joe, dog mom to five dogs, caregiver to chickens, geese, pigs, and a one-legged pigeon. I mean, why not? (laughs) She was born and raised in my hometown of Miami, Florida. She currently lives in Tampa on her rescue farm called Fire Flake Farm, which I think is an adorable, wonderful name, by the way. She is owner of two natural pet salons named Beautify the Beast, which is also a wonderful name. Founder and formulator of CBD Dog Health, who is a company that makes high-quality, all-natural cannabis health and wellness products for pets, including horses. Don't let the name mislead you. I am pretty impressed with all the stuff that she has on that website, but that's not it. She's also the creator of the Your Natural Dog podcast and is building a marketplace for all of her pet recommendations outside of her own brand. She also created MycoDog, which creates and produces high-quality medicinal mushrooms and adaptogen tinctures designed specially for pets. Her name is Angela Ardovino, and she is blowing my mind, and she hasn't even started the interview yet. Welcome, Angela. It's so good to have you on the show. Thanks. Hi, Isabel. So nice to be here. I am a big fan of yours. I'm so excited to be on the other side and be taking part instead of just listening. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. It, the uh, admiration is mutual. I want to ask you everything, especially what you're drinking, because I'm super curious about what a self-proclaimed pothead brings to the table. But before I do that, I want to introduce our drinking game today. So anybody at home participating in our drinking game, make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying when you hear this word. The secret word is hi. 
but please be sure you're over 21 to partake, never drink and drive, and always drink responsibly. So what is it? What are you bringing to the table tonight? I have brought my favorite medicine slash, let's see, this is my substitute for drinking um, because it has some great medicinal properties to it, but it is my cannabis. So I take cannabis every day medicinally and uh, recreationally. So medicinally, I take it for my rheumatoid arthritis. And then instead of a drink or when I want to relax, I will take something that has a little bit more THC in it, which is, you know, that little bit more of a high versus uh, medicinal where it's more kind of an equal of CBD and THC. Oh my goodness. I have so many questions about all of that. All of that is, I just have so many questions. I today am having a classic cocktail. I'm having a vodka tonic because when I think of medicinal, I think of the original medicinal vodka tonics Mm -hmm. because all tinctures were made at some point with vodka, right? I hear Smirnoff is a good choice for that. And then tonic has its own medicinal benefits or so they say. So cheers. Thank you for being on the show and cheers to you. What what would I say if we were both like, you know, smoking? What would we say? Cheers or something else? Probably we would like pass it. And I just want to say this is from my medical dispensary. So this is medical marijuana from my medical dispensary in Florida. Why I say that is because I want to make sure people know and why I chose to bring the vape on is because these are very dangerous if you're getting them off the streets, you don't know what they're putting in there. And that's why it's really important to get them from a medical dispensary where you know it's just the plant extract and not anything else. Absolutely. That's one of the things I say to my children who are five and two, by the way. So when, whenever the topic of drugs comes up, which is not often, and it's usually with neighborhood kids who are older, and we talk about something like the school system or if there's drugs around, I always say the most dangerous part about doing drugs in your teens is actually not knowing what's in them. Right. And that is so scary to me. And I'd rather go to a dispensary myself if my kid wants to, you know, experiment with something one day, than allow them to just buy something from the street and not know if there's opiates in there and who knows what. And it's totally a different world than you and I grew up in, for sure. I know. For sure. So I have to kind of pick your brain on your holistic health, I guess, preferences, what you're willing to try, what you're not. This is a classic game that I actually started doing on my first episode with Tim Link, who's an animal communicator. I want to invite you to play Woo Woo Would You or Woo Woo Would You Not. Are you game? I'm game. All right. So basically, I'm just asking you if you would be open to these alternative modalities of treating pets, specifically for your pets. Okay. So you would just say yes or no. Woo woo. Yes. Woo woo. No. Right. I would not or I would. So let's do it. First one. Pet Reiki. Woo woo. Would. Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Absolutely. Acupuncture for pets. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. 100%. Okay. Acupuncture for pets. I just said, oh, pet massage. Absolutely. All of these, these are, I do them for myself and my pets. Yes. I think the biggest thing I've always learned is what, what works for us nine times out of 10 is going to work for our pets. We like it and it feels good. It's going to, they're going to like it and it's going to feel good. Absolutely. All right. Next one. Walking a pet in a stroller. I mean, if they can't, if they're like, they can't, they're old. Absolutely. Um, Yes. Not like in place of a walk. Right. Not in the place of a walk or because, or in the place of training them because you don't want to deal with their behavior maybe in a situation. 
Ding, ding, ding. That's a very good answer. Okay, homeopathy. Absolutely. Yes. Baby wearing pets, like on your person, in like a baby wearer. Um, well, if it's a dog wearer, yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so you have to understand, we have two spokes doggies that go to most of the events with us, and they live in a sling that's made out of hemp. They're both little dogs, and they want to be in that sling more than anything. So if they like it and that's what they want, absolutely. All right. I like that answer. Herbal remedies, herbs, yes. tinctures like that. Heck yes. Before I would go to always go to herbs first. Okay. Try, and try. We have to remember pharmaceutical drugs are derived from something found in nature. So why not go? But remember, you can't make, you can't patent nature and make billions of dollars off of it. So we have to change it a little bit. So why not go to the natural source first and see if we can find relief there? Absolutely. I totally agree. Okay. Cooking for your pets. Yes. I mean, I have all old and geriatric dogs. So yes, cooking. I did not have any time for it earlier in my life, but yes, I believe in it. It's gotten to the point where it's so hard to keep up with food brands and and I own stores, so I have to keep up with it. And I want to pull my hair out. Oh, that one got sold, so it's now doesn't, it's not what it used to, oh. or it changed, or. So I, yes, believe in cooking. My favorite is Dr. Ruth Roberts has a cookbook that's a crock pot cookbook for pets. So literally, it is throw it all in and let it cook all day, and then you've got it done for the week. So I love that because it's simple still and yes. um, and really good for them. Huge. I wish I had not given away my crock pot. <laughs> I gave away my crock pot thinking I wouldn't need it because I have an instant pot and I don't really have the time to cook like for long periods of time, but that's a really good use for a crock pot. I'll have to tell her she has to do an update for Instapots. Ooh, that'd be cool. Thank All you. All right, I'll let her know. <laughs> awesome. All right. Dating apps designed especially for pet people. Heck yeah. What a great That'd idea. be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool, right? Yeah, because then you don't have to go through that awkward of liking somebody and then they walk in and pat your dog on the head and you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> Titan does not like to be patted on the head, so I totally hear that. 100%. Been there, done that. All right, leaving a TV on for your pet when you're not home. Yes. That's not that woo-woo. I feel like that's pretty main mainstream, I don't think right? it's woo-woo. Um, maybe to take it woo-woo, up to woo-woo status would be that there is music made specifically for dogs. And so I play that. <laughs> you do play that. Yes, there's a calming, there's a whole calming um, album that I downloaded ages ago. And it's it's still- Oh no, there's I mean, studies it, and everything. Yeah, oh yeah. Gosh, I can't remember her name. I did a podcast with her and she made the music, did studies, everything. I know like we have a piano in, in my house the piano plays all the dogs like get under the piano and lay there so you know that there's something to it so yeah absolutely woo woo yes download the song specifically music specifically to calm them absolutely absolutely i love that okay designer pet clothing again not woo woo but are you into it i mean if someone wants to give it to me absolutely i don't think i would ever buy it i don't think <gasps> i could ever like spend the money on a designer dog outfit right yeah especially because we know that pets don't really enjoy it all that much so it's like wow no. and the knockoffs are pretty good <laughs> and i'd rather just buy myself something nice 
in that case. We we sell some of them. A Do lot you? of it. Yeah. So, of course, I have it all because, you know, it's my store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, if I just didn't have that, if I'm like, would I buy this if it wasn't 50% off? I don't know if I would. <laughs> but, you know, people are having dogs instead of kids and mm-hmm. treating them mm-hmm. like kids and mm-hmm. someone who's dressing them in the outfit every day and the mm-hmm. dog loves it. I mean, I see the videos of the dogs, like, putting their arms in and loving yep. the attention. So. But no, I don't have time for it. I have, I'm cleaning up too much poop and barf. Yeah, to, um, no, I know. We're going to talk about that. You are like, I don't know how you keep up with all this. And especially your farm with all of your pets that you take in. And we're going to talk about all that. But last one I have for you. And this was, I swear to you, this is a real product. Prosthetic testicular implants for neutered pets. Are you into it? Is that no. too woo-woo for you? Too woo-woo for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first one to say that. So I've played this game with three people. And everybody was like, that is ridiculous. Absolutely no. But there's a market for it. So I guess there's a market for it. All right. So you are a natural pet health expert. You were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Actually, it runs in my family. So that caught my attention in 2015. And that's what started you on this cannabis journey. So you have medical marijuana prescription, I guess, that you use in Florida because it's otherwise not legal in Florida, right? Right. So in Florida, it's medically legal. So some states, it's both medically and recreational. And some states, it's just medical. So Florida is a medical state. And I fought very hard and worked very hard to make that happen in this state. After I tried it for my rheumatoid arthritis, and it completely got rid of my pain. And then of course, my stress and, you know, anxiety levels went down. And I'm like, wait a minute. We could be using this as a medicine and this is, you know, the result. I don't have to take Humira, which has already been linked to lymphoma and is an auto, a drug given to all of the autoimmune diseases, meaning it's not specific to. Right. So yeah, I wasn't interested and I already lived a pretty natural lifestyle. So I didn't want, I wasn't interested in taking a drug that was going to cause more harm than good. And I'd learned so much on the pet side of things already that it wasn't an option. So yeah, that's how I found it. And when it changed my life like that, the impact on my health, then I just started going down that black hole you go. And I was, I am Tampa. And at the time I owned a family magazine. So I immediately got uh, involved with a group called Canna Moms who are dosing their kids for seizures, cancer. So I'd watch these like kids who were, would like go into an epileptic seizure and the mom calmly open up a tincture bottle, fill the dropper, lift his lip, put it on his gums. And he would literally come out of a seizure right in front of my face and within 30 to 45 seconds and become a normal child again. And I just oh was like, gosh. everyone needs to see this. Yeah. So had you yeah. tried CBD with your pets prior to you trying it? Or did that lead you into the CBD for pets? That led me into it. So having that experience reporting one story after another, I was like, I am going to go into the medical cannabis industry. I don't know where I'm going to end up or what I'm going to do, but I'm going to sell the magazine and I'm going to throw myself into it and see where I ended up. So that's what I did. I sold the magazine and I just threw myself in and I just started. The first thing I did was um, hire like the best business consultant. He, he had the, he was, got one of the first licenses in Boulder, Colorado forever ago. And now is just a consultant. So I hired him and I literally traveled the country with him. So 
whether it was an event, whether it was like an investment pitch type thing or going to a grow house or I mean, everything I went with him and learned all sides of the business and the university. I was his favorite. <laughs> I was his favorite student. <laughs> And he's very active in the cannabis uh, world. And so the University of Vermont School of Medicine reached out to him and said, hey, we're starting a program in medical cannabis for its therapeutic uses and its biology. And we want to have a killer inaugural class. Do you know anybody candidates that would be perfect for it? And that's he was like, yes, I do. So I got to attend the inaugural class. And that's where I found out that animals have the same systems as we do. And I already had my rescue farm and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to concentrate on how this medicine can help animals. So that's what I did. I thought at first I was going to be a cultivator because I couldn't find anybody growing it the right way. Um, but that changed. This is all in 2016. And in 2016, it wasn't legal yet. So <laughs> And I and if I did go to a legal state like California, I couldn't find a product that was for pets. It was if I did find something, it was usually a human product that they just mm -hmm. put a paw print on. And I mean, I would be at these at these cannabis events screaming at people because it would be like xylitol would be in. Oh, them, my gosh. Like, you cannot give this to pets. You can't. It was terrible. Oh, so no. um, when I found that, you know, there wasn't even a product for pets, that's when I decided that's what I would do. So I already had some um, education and right. other adaptogens, which I don't know if you know what adaptogens are, but adaptogens are plants and fungi that have incredible medicinal properties. When you put more than one together, they get very synergistic and powerful, but they literally mm. get inside your body and adapt to what you need. So I like to like say picture cannabis and a lion's mane mushroom and a reishi's mushroom and an ashwagandha all being in your body together and be like, okay, you go over there and do that. All right. You need to turn into natural killer cells and kill that weird uh, collection of cells down there. So they literally adapt to what your body needs and they're amazing medicinal plants. So I got with a formulator uh, who was a chemist, a biochemist. He actually used to formulate and manufacture Aveda's products. Oh, nice. Yep. And broke up with them when they became 98% all natural. <laughs> <laughs> he did it when they were 100. Uh, that was, that's exactly how he said it. And just put these incredible formulations together. At the same time, I have my two groom shops where I see, you know, on a Friday, we'll see 70 dogs in one of my shops. <gasps> and I, I would say 80% of them are all suffering from pain, some sort mm -hmm. of um, allergy, most of the time from their food, mm -hmm. um, skin conditions. So I literally kept track of it all what I was seeing all these dogs suffer from and then created salves and tinctures to help what I saw. So I kind of like narrowed it all down. So that's what I did. So I came up with three uh, tinctures, one for uh, cancer and seizures and old dogs with autoimmune diseases, um, one for arthritis, allergies, and one for calming so the calm one has lavender and, and full spectrum hemp extract. The 
allergy one has uh, frankincense and turmeric, which both have share some of the same medicinal quality compounds, sorry, not qualities, compounds as cannabis and they interact with the endocannabinoid system. So that's why we know so much about those two and why they're so amazing. And then the heel tincture, which has the most full spectrum in it with hemp seed oil and MCT oil and then mushrooms. I was going to ask you, when did you get into the mushrooms? And are we talking magic mushrooms? What kind of mushrooms are we talking about? They are, they're magical, but they're not the magic mushrooms that get you high. Um, Okay. I will be working on that at some point because those are also amazing at what they're doing. Um, So like dogs with PTSD and dogs that come from terrible situations, I know it's going to be a life changer. So I can't wait to get to that point. But the ones I'm talking about are medicinal mushrooms. So lion's mane, reishi, turkey tail, maitake, shiitake, Artist conch, red belted conch. These are mushrooms that I learned and found out all about when my Doberman got diagnosed with osteosarcoma. So she was diagnosed and I don't know if you know it, but your options are amputate the leg, radiation and chemotherapy. I didn't do any of those things. I took what I learned and what I believed and and, uh, I kept her alive. She was supposed to only be alive four to six months and I kept her alive mm-hmm. for 26 months. Wow. Um, 24 of those months, she had her leg still with the tumor on it. Um, and she, I researched the mushrooms, picked my favorite six to eight mushrooms, found the source to get the extract, the powdered extract. The problem is, is that once I put that many in her food, it became mud. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I knew <laughs> I knew that I could, and I couldn't find anybody making tinctures for dogs. I found an amazing person making them for humans. And after I tried his product, I called him up and said, hey, let's make tinctures for dogs. So we did. It took about two years, but it made it a lot easier because then I could give it to her more like medicine, put it right Mm -hmm. in her mouth, give her Mm -hmm. the dose that I want, not have to interfere Mm -hmm. with her food. And I fed her a ketogenic diet and... I also gave her uh, THC, 10 milligrams of THC every single night for the pain and 80 milligrams of our full spectrum ease tincture, the one for horses, because it's stronger. And we kept that cancer away. We kept it from metastasizing. So usually, I don't know if people understand how cancer works, but, you know, cell goes rogue, gets some more friends, a tumor creates, it creates a food supply Mm. and grows and then starts spreading throughout the body. We were able to keep it from metastasizing. So when it spreads and metastasizes to the other organs, that's usually when the pet gets very sick and dies. It never metastasized. So we were able to control it. And now I know why. And cancer, there's 12 different pathways, signaling pathways to cancer. And cannabis alone interacts with eight of them. And this has already been proven in research. I actually have a video on YouTube if people want to watch it that I explain how all of the signaling pathways, how it blocks them, how it downgrades them to prevent the spread, how it actually kills cancer cells, how it cuts off that blood supply to the tumors. So it does all of these actions in the body. Um, that doesn't even count with it, what it does to your immune system and how it helps right. the immune system, you know, whether it needs to amp up the immune system or calm the, the immune system down, it does it. That's what an adaptogen does. And then you add mushrooms 
you know, a couple Chinese herbs if you need to feed a ketogenic diet and you really do have a chance against that cancer. We're going to take a break right here. Okay. But when we come back, I want to play a terminology game specifically about CBD. And then I want to have like a little quick fire light up, which I call, um, so that you can kind of teach us quickly about all these things, the do's, the don'ts, the cans, the won'ts. So don't go anywhere. We will be back with Angela. She is such a wealth of knowledge, both in CBD, cannabis, and in mushrooms. And I'm sure a million other things I could talk to you about. But today we're going to focus on cannabis, mushrooms, oh my. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today we're speaking cannabis, we're speaking mushrooms, we're speaking with Angela Artavino, who is such a wonderful wealth of knowledge when it comes to all of these alternative modalities that many of us are kind of like, eh, about, but we shouldn't be because these are truly lifesavers, and I am one that has been using for myself CBD on and off, but I've learned over the years that not all CBD is created equal. So that leaves us a lot of questions as consumers, doesn't it, Angela? Yes. And it's even, I'm finding it's even worse in mushrooms. Oh no. Oh God. I don't even want to go down that road then. You know, cannabis, we, we can get a COA. We can get a certificate of analysis that proves what's in that bottle that we're about to give to our dogs. And if it does not have that certificate of analysis, don't buy it. Don't get it. And people are still buying products that if they have any CBD in it, it's not enough to do very much. Right. Most of it doesn't have any of it at all. Or it's a broad spectrum product. Tons of those. Now those, there may be some that have some sort of medicinal properties. Like I'll go to a broad spectrum company and there'll be reviews and I'll be like, I don't know. Okay, I guess. But what I talk about, you know, stopping seizures, helping dogs with arthritis and pain are full spectrum. Also, full spectrum is all what all the research is based on. So when we go, it does this, it interacts with these pathways. It's always a full spectrum. And do you know what that means? 
when I say full spectrum hemp extract? Well, don't tell me because we're about to play a game about it. Awesome. And this, game, <laughs> this game is called CBD terminology. Awesome. So confusing. It is so confusing. And I've heard you say in your interviews that really it's not the general population that's making it confusing. It's the government that's making it confusing. So yeah. I want you to put it in layman's terms. Pretend I've had a few to drink or a few <laughs> hits of that. You know, what do you call it? That is that a vape? Cannabis. Yep. Cannabis. Is that a vape? Yeah. yeah. So a few hits of vape or a few cocktails, just break it down to me. Like I was not all there. What is cannabis? So cannabis is the plant. It is the genus of the plant. If the cannabis plant has more THC, it therefore has less CBD and is considered and called marijuana in the United States. Got it. Um, which it shouldn't be. That's a terrible word. Um, mm. And if the plant has more CBD and less THC, it's called hemp. And the United States government called that. This is just what we call it here. So that means it's confusing now the rest of the world that Got actually it. knows what it is. When you say cannabis, people immediately think it means you're going to get high instead of the plant that has, you know, there's so many strains of cannabis and they're constantly making new strains, you know, combining this one and this one to whatever. Unfortunately, most of it is to see how high they can get people <laughs> instead of seeing the medicinal properties. But okay. um, yeah, that's probably the most confusing part. So nobody knows the difference. And, you know, is that CBD coming from a marijuana plant or is it being extracted from a hemp plant? What is legal in the United States in all 50 states is extracting from a hemp plant that has less than 0.3%, 0.3% THC in it. Right. So, and that's all you need, especially for a dog. Dogs have already been proven to have many more receptors in their brain and spinal cord than any other animal. And I find that very true. So what that means is that they're super sensitive to it and less is more for dogs. Okay, look, I'm literally taking notes here, okay? <laughs> CBD versus CBD oil. Is there a difference? No, CBD is just one compound found in the cannabis plant. There okay. are over 114 cannabinoids, which CBD and THC are one of them. So CBD okay. and THC are the two major main cannabinoids, but there's over 114 that have been discovered so far. There's a lot more. I know there's a lot more because we haven't been able to really research it because it's been prohibited. Um, and these cannabinoids are amazing and they all have their own jobs. Um, and what we have to realize is that to get all of those, let me back up a little bit. So there's all the cannabinoids that are in the plant. There's also terpenes, which have their own medicinal properties. Flavonoids, which a lot of people know about. People hear a lot about uh, their favorite flavonoid, quercetin, which is one of the flavonoids that's in. That's right. That's, I take that. I take yeah. that. It's natural, like uh, allergy meds. Right. It's a natural yes. antihistamine. So yeah. um, these, along with fatty acids, it has both omega-3s and 6s proteins. It's an amazing thing. But you have to realize that when we say full spectrum, did you ask me that yet? Not yet. Not yet. Can <laughs> I ask you stop. what, okay, what the difference is between cannabinoid and cannabidiol? Cannabidiol. So cannabidiol <laughs> is CBD. Okay. 
So cannabinoids are the names of them. So there's CBD and CBG and CBDA and THCA and THVA. And there's a hundred, there's 114 of them. So cannabidiol, see, I can't even say it now. Cannabidiol is CBD. It is a cannabidiol. It's a cannabinoid. So CBD is the acronym for cannabidiol. Exactly. Dial. Okay. Right. And then the endocannabinoid system. What is it? So the endocannabinoid system is a system inside <laughs> us. Every mammal has it. I'm sorry. Okay. Every animal has it. Lizards have it. Fish, birds, reptiles, mollusks, reptiles, everybody. Everybody can can benefit from this. So we all have this system called the endocannabinoid system, and it is in charge of all of the other systems in our body. It is responsible for keeping our body at homeostasis. And in this endocannabinoid system, we have receptors everywhere, right. brain, body, through all, all of organs, dogs, for instance, each layer of their three layers of skin have both CB1 and CB2 receptors. So these receptors are all over. When we have something that goes wrong or a deficiency in our endocannabinoid system, meaning we are not producing our own endocannabinoids, there happens to be this beautiful plant called the cannabis plant, which makes phytocannabinoids. And when we take those phytocannabinoids, it fills those deficiencies and brings our body back to homeostasis. So that's why it seems like it's good for almost everything is because it is interacting with the main master system in our body. The biggest problem is, is that doctors and veterinarians are not taught about the endocannabinoid right. system. So they Why not? Why aren't they not. taught about it? Is it just like relatively new, like unresearched? What is it? No. I mean, I'll, my reason is, for instance, every single time a state becomes a legal state, medical state in the United States, big pharma loses 2% of their revenues. And that doesn't sound much to you and I, but to them, it's billions of dollars. It it's a lot of money. So remember, we can't take a plant and patent it. Nope. So we have to do something to that plant. So when it becomes federally legal, which it will, and when it becomes federally legal, it will be when big pharma has figured out how to, to profit off of it. And CVS is already buying up pimp farms. Mars Ooh. Pet Care has already bought its first CBD brand and, and put its first piece of research out. <laughs> you don't say. And you know what? Something that I just, you probably know more about this than I do, but isn't it true that most like medical schools are kind of funded in many ways by big pharma? So like, Completely. why would they want I get information? I taught and spoke at many schools, vet schools, but I get invited by the students. And it's mm -hmm. usually the holistic club that invites me and they come on their lunch hour and learn. And when I walked through the halls, everything on the walls was Hill Science Diet, Purina, Nestle, mm -hmm. Mars, all of them control everything, right. they control the curriculum. Vets aren't taught about diet and nutrition or the endocannabinoid system. The two things, what did I say that the first two things that killed us and dogs? Both are lifestyle, and, yeah, diet and, and lifestyle, disease. and they don't know about either one of them. So it's That's so crazy. They learn to write a prescription instead of yeah. figuring it out. They do know they can. I'm not saying that, you know, I love my holistic vets. The right. reason that I'm so in love with my holistic vets and even the integrative is because they got out of school and they continue to learn. Right. They continue to hear. They continue to go. 
You know, there's mm-hmm. no way you can ignore CBD anymore. Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, it's impossible. But here it brings me to this question. Big Pharma, from what I understand, has like an isolate that they have uh, been able to patent and make a medication for seizures, I believe. And then there is broad spectrum and there's full spectrum. Tell us about isolate, broad spectrum, full spectrum. And what you're saying is we need full spectrum. Yes. Full spectrum is when you take, so all of the medicinal properties live in the flower of the plant, just like a lavender and most of our other uh, plants that have these amazing flowers like passion flower. And so what you basically do is take that flower and extract the medicinal properties out of that flower and do the way we extract it with is with supercritical CO2 gas. And what that does is that it's it's the perfect temp. There's like no temperature. So meaning it doesn't damage any of those compounds, but it is able to extract them all. And then you just take those compounds and you put it into uh, an MCT or oil or a sunflower oil or a um, sesame or an avocado or um, (laughs) hemp seed. That's what I was trying to think of. Hemp seed oil, which also has amazing um, benefits and that helps it get absorbed. So we, you gotta, not all companies are the same. First of all, some don't even put a full spectrum or CBD in it. Um, and then others will uh, not put very much in it, or they won't extract it properly, or they won't emulsify it, meaning they don't break it down. So it gets absorbed very quickly the moment it hits the mouth because it's an oil, not water. So we have to get it absorbed. So we nano emulsify it. So the moment that you put it in their mouth, it's goes right into their bloodstream, which is really important. Broad spectrum is they extract all of those compounds and then they do it, go through another process to take out the THC. And you can never just take out all the THC. They just take it out so you can't, it doesn't come out on a COA. The reason that they do that is because you could release a broad spectrum product before 2018, before the hemp bill came out. So you kind of like gain traction in the industry. Also the big manufacturers, like it's, it's like the pet food industry where it's like five major companies Mm -hmm. are controlling most of the foods, same things happening here. So we have like this one huge broad spectrum supplier who basically went around, went to super zoo and went around and offered everyone. If you were like, if you had a booth, they would go, you want your own CBD oil? And smack a label on it and whatever. So like most products are a broad spectrum product with a label on it. Um, There's even vet products that have that company's oil in it, which is like. And then an isolate is when you just take one of those compounds out. So you go through another several processes and then you just remove one. But you can't CBD by itself or the, any of the cannabinoids by themselves, we don't know what they'll do. They won't do anything bad, but they certainly won't do all the things that I'm talking about and what research has shown. It literally, everything has a job. One of my favorite stories from when I attended the University of Vermont, and I'm going to break it down in layman terms because I, lo- I love the story, but imagine you have a CB1 receptor in your brain and here comes the CBD. There is a terpene called myrcene that helps the CBD bind to the receptor. Mm. If you have taken a um, isolate 
I don't know how this finds this receptor. Oh, what it does. So that makes sense. Or it takes longer or I don't even know. But isolates in the future, I can see like, you know, I got an eye twitch. Oh, take CBD isolate for that. I'll get rid of that. You know, they'll, I'm sure they'll right. have their as specialties we as we know more. But now I would not take anything but a full spectrum hemp extract. And the only way that you know that you're getting a full spectrum hemp extract is by checking to see if they have a COA with a bat that matches a batch number on the bottom of your bottle. So on our bottles, we have a QR code on them that takes you directly. And there's a batch on the bottom of the bottle that takes you to this bottles um, batch. We do everything in small batches. And what, what that COA does is shows you what's in it. So it's going to show you the CBD content and it's going to show you that little blip of that THC. That usually means you've got a full spectrum product on your hand if it has both of them. And then you'll see the blips of all the other uh, cannabinoids. So there's some other major cannabinoids that show up on most lab reports. And then what else that lab report shows you is what's not in it. So Mm -hmm. solvents, uh, heavy metals, herbicides, Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. else in it. So that's one of the best things about a COA. And this really should go for any natural products that come from a plant or a mushroom. There should be a COA with them. So Actually, a COA not with a mushroom is because it doesn't exist yet in mushrooms. Oh. And I'm working on that. I just found somebody who does it. So soon we'll be the f- only one tested. <laughs> oh, so that's like a third party testing, basically. Yep. It's akin to that, right? Where yep, it's you like have to send everybody. Product. Yep. And every COA looks the same because it's like kind of it standardized. All, they don't or all just... look the same because every uh, laboratory will make it look a little different. But you will be able to see whether it has CBD or THC in it, whether it's a graft, whether it's a percentage. And if you don't, then call the company and ask. But got it. It is readable. You can figure it out. What's interesting is I was just in my research preparing for our conversation. I actually landed upon Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil had been doing this investigation because their faces, their likeness, and their names were used to promote some CBD brand that they did not believe in or endorse at all. If you go on YouTube, it's on there. And they actually, because this company is making billions of dollars off of their endorsement that doesn't exist, they hired investigators. They uncovered this whole thing of fraud. And just to know what it is that they're promoting, quote unquote, they had it tested and there was like 15 times the safe limit of lead in this product that they're supposed to be endorsing. So now, you know, their name and likeness is being used to promote something that's dangerous. Not only are they not getting any profit from this, right? Like they're using their name without paying them, but they're also scamming people in the name of of health. I don't think, I mean, I do remember I was probably in my early thirties when I realized I couldn't trust anything on a shelf. Right. Exactly. So I get that. And on the internet, never. So I don't, I don't understand. We have to, I mean, CBD is not allowed. A full spectrum hemp extract is not allowed to be sold on Amazon. So if you're getting your CBD from Amazon, nine times out of 10, you are not getting anything. And God knows what you're getting, what you are getting instead. Exactly. Which could cause it, it, you know, you might as well take the pharmaceutical drug. So I want to finish up our conversation with a quick fire light up, which of course the pun is intended. We're talking about (laughs) cannabis. So I'm just going to ask you some questions and I just want you to give me your quickest answer you can. And I'm just going to keep throwing questions at you until I run out. You ready to play? All right. 
Are there any undesired effects of either cannabis or medicinal mushrooms on younger populations, say kittens, puppies, children? Like I'm talking brain development, anything we should be concerned about. And that's interesting because I brought it up with my vets that do understand cannabis medicine because I was like, if we know that one in, sorry, that's my old dog hacking in the background. If you, can- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it, I didn't hear it, but old dogs hacking are always welcome here. <laughs> Um, nothing came out, but which is very common in old dogs. That's um, always a treat. Yes. You know, Nina got osteosarcoma and I learned it's like one in five large breed dogs is going to get osteosarcoma. I'm like, this is insane. So I said, I started like taking a poll and I'm like, okay, if we know this, should I start giving them a full spectrum hemp extract? And I said like after year one, cause I'm thinking cannabis for humans, we want them to not touch cannabis until their brains are completely developed, which isn't until 21 to 25 or something like that. Um, and just because of what it does, it can hinder learning and brain development. So I figured the same thing with puppies and all my vets are like, no, I think you should start at the moment that they're puppies. And I'm like, wow. So mine, and this doesn't come, this is just a gut feeling. My education didn't show me or teach me. I have had lots of puppies, especially these COVID puppies on cannabis, on full spectrum hemp extracts with no problems. It's the THC that does it. it. So it has that so little THC that you don't really have to worry about it. So my advice would be if it's a perfectly healthy dog, and you're and it's a dog that's a breed whether it's a large breed or a certain breed that's prone to something i would start it after a year of life but you need a dog to calm down you yeah. know <laughs> it's freaking out at the groomers it's yeah. biting the groomer it's never been to the groomer and it's two years old already those types of things we have dogs on high doses with no no, no issues, issues. Okay. And remember Are now, there- we've been doing this for a long time and we haven't had literally nothing wrong. Nothing go wrong. No side. That's the beauty of it, right? Like, about a natural yeah. product. Drink the whole darn bottle. You can get probably very tired and a little bit right. of diarrhea, but otherwise right. no damage. I love vitamin C. That's something that I personally did during pregnancy and stuff. And the great thing about like something like vitamin C, so long as you get the right one and it's from a really reputable place, is that if you take too much, you just poop yourself. And like, you know, that is a good like overdose that I can kind of handle. You take too many Motrin, who knows what happens to you. So, you know, it's it's a little different. It really is Mm -hmm. something to consider. Are there any species that research has shown don't benefit from these alternative modalities like cannabis or mushrooms? So mushrooms really hasn't been um, researched as much Enough. as for, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that it's been researched like crazy, um, but mostly for humans, there's less Got it. fear behind it. Um, but no, no, um, not that even, you can think even of. Dr. Karen Becker was like, There is no fear with mushrooms. They're 80, 90% water. Um, So you really, there's like, you know, the, the fibrous content of, and the reason why you have to extract the properties is because it has this outer shell called chitin, which is really incredible fiber, Um, but it's insoluble. So it will clear you out good, but it's also (laughs) what's protecting those medicinal properties. So you don't get them when you just get that ground up mushroom. It needs to be an extract. 
And obviously mushrooms are tested to make sure they're not toxic mushrooms, right? Like we're like, nobody's going to say like, this is not the mushroom that grows outside in your yard. This is a very specific mushroom that's cultivated for these uses, correct? Yes, but that's, I'm glad that you said that because mushrooms and hemp are both bioaccumulators, meaning they suck everything on the ground or whatever they're growing on or in and out of the air. So that was another reason for me changing um, my mushroom supplement from the powder is that they were growing in China, which of course was the leader. Mm -hmm. But China is a very polluted, one of the most polluted countries. So it just, I felt a little better doing it. I'm also now learning that a tincture is the best way to preserve the extract. The moment you Mm -hmm. get it out, you immediately put it in the glycerin and alcohol for humans. And it's immediately preserved versus a powder that will oxidize because you're right. opening it and using it over and over yeah. again. So that makes I sense. just keep going. Awesome. And, and to think that these products didn't exist. So like anybody who's like has an idea, start researching it because literally I didn't think I'd be the first person who would put hemp with other adaptogens, you know, or yeah. the mushrooms. I'm like, why? Okay. If we know that these five all have been proven to kick cancer's butt, why wouldn't we put them in (laughs) and then add these herbs that also kick cancer's butt and put them all together? Oh, look, and they're all adaptogens. So they're very synergistic. So they become very powerful. That's amazing. Okay. Are there any contraindications to any of this? There, I know that anesthesia and some pain meds they have to do more if it's um, if Got they're it. on cannabis. I I want to say there's like a rare something that someone shouldn't, which I can't even remember now. And I think I went down that black hole and that's why I don't remember it because I was like, oh, no, no, that's because that dog, yeah. whatever. But no. And that's what's so great about what I do is that I see so many dogs. So before I even launched the product, I had been using it on my farm and at my shop for two years. So, and I never had, I never changed my formulas. It, everything did what they were supposed to do. The plants did what they were supposed to do. The hardest thing was sourcing the other ingredients. Right. (laughs) So I had to become an expert on how do I get a whole bunch of turmeric? How do I get a whole bunch of frankincense grown and has the COAs and everything? And because turmeric is also another thing that's been Oh my God. Adulterated. It's basically anytime they find out something's big, someone starts making a fake and sending it over to the United States to sell it. Turmeric is so funny because I had an employee who suffered with knee issues. She had all sorts of things done. And I said to her one day, I was like, I hear turmeric's really good for inflammation. Have you tried it? And she's like, yeah, I take those pills. And I'm like, she probably bought them at CVS thinking that that was going to do it. Like that's all fillers. Be careful where you source your stuff. And that actually brings me to my next question. Sourcing, where do you source your hemp? Because I've heard that what you just mentioned is it absorbs the pollutants in the ground. It does. And so you have to be really careful with where that hemp is sourced. So tell me about that. Well, that's why it's so beautiful that it's being regulated by the United States government. The United States government requires that it be grown in organic ways. So that's why you don't see the USDA stamp on everything because you don't need it because it's already been grown that under the farm, being grown that way under the farm bill. They knew that hemp did that. So that's why it's beautiful that it's grown that way. So 
we grow with a co-op of farmers in Colorado who grow our seeds and our strains that we want for our tinctures. And I did it the same way with the mushroom. I studied strains, which ones were super high in CBD, which ones were super high. If I knew CBG had already been proven to stop uh, seizures, then I'm going to want a strain high in CBG or I want something that's high in CBDA. So, and then my manufacturer, I mean, I got so lucky. He actually approached me. I tried him and we've been in love ever since. So, oh, wonderful. Um, but turmeric, for instance, shares beta carophylline, which is one of my favorite um, terpenes that are in cannabis and interacts with the endocannabinoid system. So that's why it's so all these plants that have these medicinal properties. A lot of times it's because they interact with the endocannabinoid system. My last question is about humans, because we're talking to humans. We talk about pets, but we're talking to humans. And there are a lot of humans because I'm one of them right now being like, I need to get my hands on a good CBD oil. Where do humans shop? Can we use your products or should we use something else? Yes. All my products are human grade, but made specifically for pets. I take my ease, the one with turmeric and frankincense every day for my rheumatoid arthritis. I take the calm horse, calm tincture and I take the horse. I call my horse ones are more like a, what a dose that a human would need. Got it. As horses need it uh, stronger. And I take my calm tincture to help me sleep. But my favorite website for information is called projectcbd.org. And they actually vet and make sure that it's a full spectrum product with a COA. So that is going to, you're going to see more of that. I just got approached by another distributor and they're like, just want to make sure we can't even consider you unless you're a C you have COAs for all of your batches in your full spectrum. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it should be. Um, because what they're doing is they're vetting it for mm -hmm. the stores because it's so confusing and it's it too is. hard. So it is. We're excited and nobody that. wants to spend their money on something that's not going to do it. And then you hear people being like, I tried CBD. It wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. Well, maybe it wasn't even CBD. Like who knows what exactly. was in there. I know. I yeah. hate that. That's what I always have to like prove. And if I'm in yes. person and I've got a bottle, I'm like, do you want to try mine? Because you're going <laughs> to feel it within five minutes of you walking away from me. You're going to go, I've never felt that before. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that if we ever run into each other somewhere. Have a bottle well, you have for a me. Bottle. Right? Try it. Oh, that's right. You gave me a bottle for Titan. You that's think right. you'd share? Put it under your tongue. You see, this is why I need to stop myself. I have a one last question. Titan doesn't like me putting it in his mouth and his gums. He doesn't want that. Is it really going to be less effective if I put it on something else? And how do you recommend? Yes. Putting it on the gums is absolute best. Um, I used to say second would be up the butt. And that's not true. They've now done research. So on the gums, in the mouth is best. If you can't get it. So he clenches like his jaw so hard that I can't so get anything the in there. Just lift the lip. Okay. I'll just try lift the lip and squirt it right on the gums. But I had uh, my seizure case, you know, she was uh, 16 when I got her and she wouldn't, she was a chihuahua, six pound chihuahua, and she would not let me give her that thing. Right. She would do anything. So I would wait till she was asleep Oh, and I would stick it in because if I didn't, she'd have a grandma seizure. So she's really old. So old dogs sleep yeah. a lot. So yeah, I literally would just dog. time it between her naps, feed her, wait for her to go to sleep and squirt it in. No, um, that's you can smart. Also rub it in there. The second best is rubbing it inside their ear. Okay. Um, 
having if he's food motivated or treat motivated, putting it on the treat and then having them bite it and then kind of like trying to get it or okay. treat and squirt it at the same time. Ah, okay, okay. Eating These are great ideas. Is the best okay. way for it to be absorbed. All right. Awesome. So tell us all about how we can learn more about you, your products and everything you're up to. Awesome. My name is my website, AngelaArtolino.com. So you can get to everything from that. My podcast is Your Natural Dog. And I feel like I need to step it up because it's not nearly as fun as yours is. Oh my gosh. I've had so much fun. I want to propose a toast to you and this Uh, education that you have given me. I'm so inspired. I'm going to go on that website. You just recommended and find myself some really high quality CBD. I am going to take a little shot of Titans. Thank you again for that generous gift. You just, you surprised me with that. It was so kind of you. So here's to you and all the awesome things you're doing. Nice meeting you. (laughs) Nice meeting you too. Thank you again. I also want to Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Likewise. I'm a huge fan, especially after all this you've taught me. I'm so grateful. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Thank you, Mark, for letting us have these awesome conversations on Pet Life Radio and to our audience for joining us for these titillating conversations about cannabis, cocktails, mushrooms, magic mushrooms one day, because I've heard of people microdosing. Yes, microdosing magic mushrooms. I have a a very interesting best friend who shares all of these things with me. I'll just leave it at that. Love you, Grace. So cheers to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) To learn more about covered in pet hair, please visit coveredinpethair.com or petliferadio.com. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.